Hello everyone, this is Manna Jagya. In today's class, we'll be looking upon it, the major non-British and non-American writers. This is going to be a very important lecture. Uh, you won't find majority of these writers in any Netset book as uh, I guess, because a lot of new writers have been included by me in this list. And uh, you can find some information about them on Google, of course, but uh, you may not find these some of these writers in the books. So uh, kindly note down all the names and all the important information. And this lecture would be enough for you to prepare for your exam and to have a full fledged knowledge about the non-British and non-American writers. So I'll be making an attempt to give you as much information as possible. So uh, this lecture is on major non-British and non-American writers. I have not included American writers in this list because uh, it would have been a very long lecture and that would have been very boring of you to uh, listen to such a long lecture. So let's start with the major non-British and non-American writers. Now, English literature has been dominated and influenced by the British composers since the beginning closely followed by the American writers towards the end of the 19th century and the entire 20th century. Yet, if you see, there is no shortage, no dearth absolutely of influential writers in and around the rest of the world. And let me tell you that these writers are very interesting to study because some of them are contemporary writers and uh, we can connect so well with these writers. So we are going to look upon uh, the writers from the countries like France, Ireland, Russia, Canada, Nigeria, Italy, Germany, Norway, etc. And these particular writers have contributed immensely in the growth and popularity of English literature as a whole. And some of the most notable non-British, non-American writers, I would say, are uh, William Bliss Carmen, the one from Canada. Then there is Louis, uh, Luigi Pirandolo from Italy, then Pablo Neruda from Chile, then Umberto Eco from Italy, then there is Alfonso Dodet from France, there is Selma Langerloff from Sweden, uh, Ignazio Ceylon from Italy, Leo Tolstoy from Russia, Andre Gide from French, from France, and there is Saul Below who is Italian. So these are the writers primarily that we would be looking at a few more. So let us begin with the most famous writer and my personal favorite, Leo Tolstoy. I always wonder if there were no translations available, what would have been the plight of the literature lovers without studying the novel Anna Karenina of Leo Tolstoy. So Leo Tolstoy is a brilliant Russian writer. He's from Russia. And uh, he achieved a lot of success with his first novel, Childhood, which was published in 1852. Now he is one of the most famous personality in modern Russian literature. And his novel, War and Peace, is one of the greatest novels of the world. In fact, two novels of Leo Tolstoy have are regarded as among the finest novels ever written. One is War and Peace, published 1865, and the other is my personal favorite, very close to my heart, Anna Karenina, published 1875. So <clears throat> first, let me talk about this novel, War and Peace. War and Peace 
basically first was published serially and then later on it was published in its entirety in 1869 and this novel chronicles the <coughs> french invasion of russia coming to the next novel anna karenina this is a wonderful work of leo tolstoy tolstoy in fact himself called it his first true novel now anna karenina is written in eight parts it has two volumes and it has more than 800 pages very difficult to read this novel but a wonderful read it deals with the themes of betrayal because it has extramarital affairs in it so it deals with the theme of betrayal faith family marriage imperial russian society desire rural versus city life and so on and the important characters are anna who is the protagonist anna is having a husband karenin but anna is having an extramarital affair with count vronsky they even they even elope <coughs> to italy so uh, this is about anna karenina now among tolstoy's shorter works there is this work the death of ivan ilich the death of ivan ilich which was published in 1886 and it is uh, it is said to be one of the best examples of novella so you should remember this work the death of ivan ilich now tolstoy also achieved world fame as a moral and religious leader his doctrine of non resistance to evil had an important influence of on uh, mahatma gandhi you will see that uh, even at the time of gandhi's death there were letters exchanged between tolstoy and gandhi they exchanged letters they, they always communicated with each other through letters matthew arnold also has said that a novel by tolstoy is not a work of art but a piece of life so you need to remember this commentary now the major works of leo tolstoy are childhood published 1852 boyhood published 1854 youth published 1856 then there is war and peace published 1869 and anna karenina published uh, 1877 then coming to the next novelist next writer alfonso dodet now this was a french novelist alfonso dodet and he was a short story writer as well he wrote this work the lessons the last lesson now the last lesson is a work which talks about the franco prussian war which was from 1870 to 1871 now in the franco prussian war which is talked about in the novel the last lesson we will see that uh, the prussian army defeated france and prussia consisted of the nations of germany poland and some certain parts of austria and in the last lesson this work the french districts of elsace and lorraine have passed into prussian hands so this has been uh, noted down in the novel the last lesson so uh, alfonso dodet's the last lesson is very important because it deals with the franco prussian war and he himself was a french novelist his other works are little good for nothing published 1885 and one more just to remember uh, letters from my mill published 1880 now let me talk about the third novelist selma langerlof she is from sweden and she has written uh many stories which have been translated into many languages and all of them have a universal theme and the theme is to believe 
that the essential goodness in a human being can be awakened through understanding and love so she's a wonderful wonderful writer she won the nobel prize in 1909 and her major works that you have to remember first one the miracles of the antichrist bible related or i should say anti bible uh, and second work is the wonderful adventures of nils so these are the two works of selma langelo then let us come to william bliss cadman a writer from canada his first book is low tide on grand prix low tide on grand prix which was published in 1893 so this is all you need to remember about this then uh, luigi pirandello very famous great dramatist and novelist as well and uh, he won the nobel prize in 1934 his work six characters in search of an author published 1921 is extremely famous and uh, many questions have been asked in the previous years from this work six characters in search of an author published 1921 by luigi pirandello an italian writer then coming to andre gint andre gint was a was a french writer a humanist and a moralist as well he received the nobel prize for literature in 1947 and uh, he supported basically individual freedom of impression and action against the claims of morality his most famous work is uh, the notebooks of andre walter the notebooks of andre walter one more i would like to uh, include fruits of the earth published 1897 then coming to the next novelist saul bellow saul bellow is a great dramatist as well as a novelist um he his works very uh, widely influenced his works were basically very widely influenced by the world war 2 and he was also an italian and among his most famous characters he is basically known for his characters and his most famous characters are angie march and moses two characters angie march and moses and he also won the nobel prize for literature in uh, 1976 he one more information he uh, wrote short stories he published short stories translated from the yiddish language and also he won the pulitzer prize for his work uh, humbert's gift h u m b o l t apostrophe s humbert's gift this work of saul bellow won the pulitzer prize and he won the nobel prize for literature in 1976 now coming to ignazio silon ignazio silon is actually a pseudonym and his real name is secondino tranquilli secondino s e C O N D I N O Secondino Tranquilli T R A N Q U I L I. So his real name is actually Secondino Tranquilli, and Ignazio Silon is his uh, uh, pseudonym. He basically was a political leader, so he wrote some controversial works with the pseudonym, and he was an Italian. His first novel is Fontamara, F O N T A M A R A, Fontamara, which was published in Zurich, Switzerland. and this novel became an international sensation and it was translated in 14 languages then his later novels are bread and wine published 1937 this is bible related then the seed the seed beneath the snow published 1942 and uh, in this particular novel the seed beneath the snow published 1942 he portrays the socialist heroes who try to help the peasants 
by sharing their suffering in a christian spirit so his works are inspired from the christian faith then coming to the next writer patrick white a very important work one uh, he was an australian novelist and uh, his first novel is happy valley published 1939 which is set in uh, south wales new south wales and his work happy valley shows an influence of d h lawrence and thomas hardy and also he talks a lot about his country australia and you will clearly see the conception of australia reflecting in his novels like tree of man published 1955 was vows was published 1957 then there is riders in the chariot remember there is riders to the sea written by james singe the irish novelist and this is riders in the chariot published 1961 by this australian novelist patrick white then there is solid mandala a very beautiful work published 1966 so these are some of his favorite uh, famous novels and he has also wrote, written a number of plays and short stories uh, his incomplete work also you should remember there is one incomplete work the hanging garden which was published in 2012 after his death so uh, this is one incomplete novel uh, that you should remember it was published in 2012 and patrick white had died long ago in 1990 he also won the nobel prize for literature in 1973 for his work an epic and psychological narrative art an epic and psychological narrative art then let us talk about umberto eco umberto eco is again a very famous writer from italy and he has gained reputation as a scholar for his ideas on semiotics what is semiotics semiotics is the study of signs uh he has worked on semiotics he has worked on literary interpretations and medieval aesthetics medieval aesthetics is beauty of the medieval ages then later he turned to writing fiction academic text essays children's books newspaper articles and so on he his writings have a wide range actually uh now uh, about this umberto eco i would like to uh, give you one important information you all must be knowing about david lodge david lodge was the english novelist and academic and he once uh, remarked about umberto eco that i can't understand how one man can do all the things he does and to this wonderful praising comment umberto eco replied with a very down to earth comment he said maybe i gave the impression of doing many things but in the end i am convinced i am always doing the same thing so he is not bragging about doing and writing so many things children's books novels articles and so on he is giving a very down to earth reply to uh, the praising comment of david lodge and he is saying that maybe i give the impression of doing many things but in the end i am convinced i am always doing the same thing so he says that it's nothing so important that i am doing and it's just my duty as a writer to uh, be creative and try my hand at all the things his major works are focus pendulum because he studied the semiotics obviously he has something to do with writers like foku literary critics like michael foku so he has written foku is actually written as f o u c a u l t but then it is pronounced as michael foku so foku's pendulum is his major work published 1988 one more work the name of the rose the name of the rose became so famous that it sold 10 million copies 
and this particular work the name uh, of the rose gave him a super intellectual stardom with the selling of 10 million copies and it was published in 1980 so this is all about umberto eco now the next writer my personal favorite margaret atwood a brilliant canadian writer and not only a writer canadian writer but she is also a poet and an environmental activist as well her books are regularly best sellers and she has won many awards to her credit now in her works you will see an interest in women and female experience particularly in the works the edible woman published 1969 surfacing published 1972 life before man published 1979 bodily harm published 1981 the handmaid's tale published 1985 there are so many works that you know uh, of margaret atwood that give you a feminist attitude and also they reflect the atrocities of uh male dominated society like the handmaid's tale is one of the uh work in which she has portrayed the male dominated society then her later novels such as the robber brido and elias grace these feature female characters defined by intelligence and complexity so in the certain works of margaret atwood you will find high feminism and in certain works you will find the domination of males and also she has she has been writing about the canadian culture canadian population which is very low and uh, the the problems faced by the country canada now her novel the blind assassin which was published in 2000 won her the prestigious booker prize and this novel the blind assassin involves multiple storylines interspersed with narrative threads and her other novels oryx and crepe and the year of flood they talk about the fundamental environmental catastrophe now moving to another writer writer isabel elende isabel elende she is the writer from peru and she is considered one of the first successful women novelists from latin america while living in chile so uh, in 1981 there is this interesting fact that i would like to share with you about isabel So in 1981 Elende wrote a letter to his dying grandfather hoping to keep him alive at least in spirit later this letter evolved into the book The House of the Spirits which was published in 1982 and this book soon ran to more than two dozen editions in Spanish and was translated into a score of languages this book was a great success The House of the Spirits 1982 basically she was a, she was writing a letter to uh her dying grandfather now uh, elende's books are known for vivid storytelling and her novels has been translated into more than 30 languages she has won many awards in chile and around the world and was recently called a literary legend by the latino leaders magazine so this is all about isabel elende that you should know